Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Childhood Rising podcast. This space and this business have been intentionally designed to bring together an empowered collective of parents, educators, carers, and other folk who are all journeying alongside children. Through this podcast and our support services, we aim to raise the well-being of the whole child, as well as the adults who walk alongside them. We talk about trauma-informed caregiving, play, and the importance of attachment, while also not being afraid to cover the difficult but deeply reflective conversational topics too. If you too believe in the inherent wholeness, competence, and contribution children have to offer this world, then you're in the right place. Hello and welcome back to another episode. The topic of this podcast is what does trauma have to do with parenting? And the answer to that is quite simply everything, but that wouldn't uh, create a podcast episode for you, would it? So I'm going to dive into that a little bit deeper for you today because we all experience stress and trauma in our lives in some capacity. Trauma is a big term that is inclusive of many events from bullying, medical interventions to accidents, abuse, or the death of someone close to us. Now, the reason for addressing unresolved trauma is important within the context of parenting, but in our lives more broadly too. And note that I say unresolved here, and that is for a reason. It is when we are unable to complete the natural stress response mechanisms that trauma is left unresolved sort of as if the process is incomplete in some way. Now, it might be helpful if I kind of step you through this process for a little bit now, just to give you a bit of a simplistic understanding of how this can unfold. So let's say that a traumatic event happens to a child or a child experiences a traumatic event in some way. If that child was... um, left or felt unprotected or was helpless in some way and that they didn't receive help they weren't able to escape or they weren't defended or protected in some capacity and they had no opportunity to process the trauma now children typically process these traumas through mechanisms like crying raging you know tears laughter movement um, that sort of thing so if those two um you know, weren't happening for that child uh, at the time of that event, what can happen is that they might start to present with some post-traumatic symptoms. Essentially, they get stuck in that stress response, right? You're likely familiar with the stress response as in the fight, flight, freeze response. And typically what you might see is that a child may get stuck in the freeze or the surrender response, which kind of presents like dissociation. They might appear quiet or calm. They might not smile a lot. They might be overly compliant. Um, they might daydream or be inattentive or have somatic complaints like a sore stomach. They might engage in self-soothing behaviors um, or they might present numb or have a uh, low pain response. They won't necessarily have all of those symptoms. I'm just giving you some examples. Um, On the contrary to that, a child might also get stuck in the fight flight response, which we would categorize as sort of hyper arousal, where they might appear agitated or distractible. They uh, might seem impulsive or hyperactive or hypervigilant, really reactive or defiant Maybe they're not seen as compliant in the classroom setting or they might yell or be aggressive or destructive in some way. 
Now, the reason that I think it is important to bring trauma into the conversation around parenting and living alongside children is for a few reasons, but namely because we are going a layer deeper in understanding that child and understanding that child's behaviors, right? And I'm going to give you an example just to kind of cement how this can often play out and how we can look at these scenarios in a much deeper richer way. So I'm going to take the example of Chloe. She is four years old and her parents and educators at her center report that she often becomes really angry and will bite other children. Um, when her parents drop her off to the center, she is really distressed when it comes time to uh, for her parents to leave and say goodbye again. Uh, and Chloe's parents and the center educators are all on board on having a non-punitive approach to discipline. So there's no rewards, no punishment, punishments, no time, time outs, anything like that. And they try to help Chloe search for the underlying need her behavior might be trying to communicate. They are responsive to her feelings and sit with her when she is upset, but they're still creating boundaries around not allowing Chloe to bite or hurt other children. So regardless of all of this, you know, they're trying all of these things, which we often, you know, all trying these, these approaches to parenting and being with children. Um, however, they are noticing that the behavior is still persisting. Chloe is still um, biting other children. And it is through conversations with Chloe's parents that it was found that Chloe had a traumatic birth and had to stay in the special care nursery where she had an um, orogastric tube, so a tube inserted into baby's mouth and into the stomach. And there is some trauma here, right? So how can we understand what's going on for Chloe in terms of those behaviors within the context of her trauma history? Firstly, I'll say that children are very good at visiting and revisiting the trauma they need to visit in order to heal it. And they will continue to attempt to revisit that trauma in order to get the healing that they need. And, you know, that's often unconsciously, but that's because trauma is stored within the nervous system, right? It's not always a um, conscious mind sort of a process that's playing out here. Whether our mind remembers, the body always remembers. So from knowing Chloe's history and trauma, we can understand that the biting might be a physiological response that has remained in Chloe's nervous system for when she felt like she wanted to bite down or close her mouth, but she couldn't, right? Because she had that um, tube litigation. Chloe was separated from her mother following the birth and that separation removed that foundation of emotional safety she needed to fully heal from that experience or to fully express her feelings about that experience in that moment, right? So it's kind of twofold what's going on here. And so the focus of support for Chloe and her family can now go a little bit deeper to the real core of the issue instead of the focus being on those surface level behaviors, um, you know, the biting uh, other children, and trying to manage that in a way in terms of still holding space for Chloe's feelings and, um, you know, setting boundaries around that behavior, not being okay and keeping other children safe. But now we can look at those behaviors and say, hey, they were actually attempts to heal. They were attempts to heal this trauma that Chloe's been holding in her her, her body for a while now. And so, of course, the process of healing is, of course, super complex. And it's something that I support parents with in my aware parenting consultations, because this is a process that needs to look very different for everyone. 
but it does involve using our children's innate processes of play, of crying, of laughter to revisit the trauma in a way that feels safe and enables them to complete the survival mechanism process and shift the trauma memory while at the same time we are deeply holding and supporting the parents to heal as this is part of their story and their experiences and it's trauma for them too right other ways that trauma in parenting can manifest is when we're not addressing our own trauma experiences as the adults in the relationship and that might manifest by making it difficult to bond with our children or we might find ourselves repeating the patterns and behaviors our parents did even when we know we want to do things differently so when we are parenting from a place that is also considering trauma we are really healing and um, getting to a much deeper layer right beyond those surface level behaviors beyond the needs we're getting much deeper to the core of what's happening for that child because the fundamental belief is that when a child is uh, healed from the effects of stress and trauma they innately want to be in cooperation and in harmony with the people within their relationships and within their environment now that's not to say that all of those aspects of non-punitive discipline of um, you know holding space for feelings for creating loving limits or boundaries isn't important those things are still very much important you know recognizing needs it's still still important stuff but then once we've tried all those things and we can't seem to get to the core of what's happening we can go that layer deeper and consider you know what's the trauma history here and what could be playing out that needs to be healed because I think teaching kids skills like meditation or breathing techniques or, you know, all of these other um, skills based strategies, I guess, for trying to um, calm the nervous system are great. And I'm not disputing those at all. You know, I practice meditation myself, but the aim isn't to calm the nervous system. The aim is to quite literally program, reprogram and heal the nervous system. And when we can heal trauma, we're healing the nervous system. And the result is children who um, have less trauma triggers. Their behavior is calmer. They're more um, interactive. They're more engaged. They, um, you know, are creative and cooperative. And that's not to say all the time, right? We're human. But we, when we heal nervous systems we are really addressing the core of what is going on for that child. And that is deeply, deeply powerful, a deeply powerful way to be parenting um, and to be showing up in your relationship with children. So yeah, I hope you have got something out of this episode. It is a topic that I am deeply passionate about and um, I just love supporting parents and educators in this space. Um, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on the podcast and come over and share your reflections um, from this episode with me over on Instagram. It's at childhood.rising and I will talk to you soon.